the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes, so keep pen and paper handy. If we don't seek his counsel, God's counsel, we're going to be seduced, ensnared, and deceived, especially in a nation of America, the world, all over the world, but especially here in America, where there is little to no integrity. In America, you have alluring and lying commercials. In America, you have bait and switch tactics. In America, you have rampant cheating, rampant lying, rampant stealing, and many politicians who who will say anything to get your vote, but once they get in office, they forget what they say. Also, you had better seek God's counsel in dating relationship where the one you think you love may seduce you and dump you. Beloved, when we make bad decisions without consulting the Lord, we need to confess the sin of omission. When we make decisions without consulting the Lord, we need to confess the sin of omission and ask the Lord to help us and give us the wisdom to make the most of the negative consequences that we will receive from that decision. That was a lot. So beware of deception. When you are still before God, God will reveal the reality of things. He'll show you the lies, what's not being said, the deception, and all the other things he'll begin to reveal. But now if you want to run, if you don't have time for God, you're going to be duped. Let's go to number three, another value of being still. This is just so interesting. Being still before the Lord renews our spiritual strength. Being still before the Lord renews our spiritual strength. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That great passage there. So many during this pandemic have seen a diminishing of their spiritual strength. So many Christians have seen a diminishing of their spiritual strength because they indulge in living life in the media. They, they live their lives by the opinions of pundits and they get disturbed over decisions 
that occur in our nation that they have absolutely no control over. You know, many of these decisions you have no control over. Now you, after you vote, you still got to pray because you don't know what's coming your way even after you vote. Amen. V- voting is not a cure all. It's just your voice being heard. And some of you don't even vote and don't even try, not even registered. And then you go in there and vote and vote crazy. You have no control over a lot of things that's happening in America, which brings about. And when you focus and get absorbed in these things, there's a loss of spiritual strength that causes you to become weary. When you worry about things you have no control over that's happening before your eyes, you become faint and spiritually weak. I like what the Amplified Version says in Ephesians 6.10. It says, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. He has infinite strength. Incalculable strength. Strength that cannot be measured. Here's a question I pose dealing with spiritual strength. How many of you can can use some more spiritual strength in your life? You, you, you really can be made spiritually strong. Let me give you some insights. And I want you to take this medicinal spiritual medicine so that you can, if you drink it and take it and receive it, you become spiritual, spiritually strong. How do believers receive spiritual strength when so many are spiritually weak and barely hanging on. A, it is critical that you draw near the Savior in the turbulent times in which we live. You have to draw near the Savior. There's no way you can gain spiritual strength being estranged from God, at odds with God, and distant from God. James 4, 8a says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. If you do not stay near the Savior, you will become faint. If you don't stay near the Savior, you're going to become weak and distressed and you're going to become discouraged. Beloved, Satan is too busy and the world is too evil for you to be drifting from God. This is no time to be drifting from God. With all, the, with all the dying and the murder and the crime and the sickness and the viruses and all these things, this is no time to be drifting from God. Our protection and place of refuge come from being ever so near the Savior. We need to be so close to the Savior until we can just sense his presence. And know that he walks with us, he talks with us, and he tells us we are his very own. Be mindful, it is impossible to be strong, courageous, and live the victorious Christian life apart from having intimacy with the Lord. You can't be victorious, you can't be strong, you can't be courageous unless you have intimacy and closeness with the Lord. Uh, B, believers receive spiritual strength by seeking the Lord his strength, and his presence continually. Believers receive spiritual strength by seeking the Lord, his strength, and his presence continually. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually, if you are going to seek the Lord's presence continually, this means that you must greatly reduce a lot of non-essential things in your life 
If you're going to seek the Lord's presence continually, that means you have there has to be a reduction, a reduction of non-essential things in your life, such as television, reality shows, movies, social media, electronic games, a reduction of sports and cell phones and hobbies, an, an overactive social life. You go from one event to another event. And then some of you, you hang around and you absorb it with relationship. There are some people in your life you can't even live without. Every day, all day you talking to them, you texting them, you emailing them, you talking to them. You, I mean, every day you talk to them more than you do the Lord. You got a problem, you call them. You, and that's dangerous because that relationship turn uh, and some, some relationships do go south. In a lot of cases, people don't stay in the permanent mode and you get heartbroken. So it's really critical that you seek the Lord and his presence continually. See, spiritual strength comes through spiritual restoration. Spiritual strength comes through spiritual restoration. Spiritual restoration means to bring back. Spiritual restoration means to return. It means to recover, to recover what the locusts have eaten. Spiritual restoration. It means to, to put back in order, restore. When a, when a bone is broken, you go to the doctor and the first thing he does, he doesn't say, well, let that bone heal and it all come back together. No, he has to do what? He has to set that bone. And sometimes he has to put a brace around it so that it'll stay stable so that everything will, you know, become a cohesive connection there. You know? So it's real important that, that, that you have a, a spiritual reset in your life. A spiritual reset. Spiritual restoration of returning back to God so that you can get to the next level in Christ. It is, listen, uh, this spiritual re- restoration is, it is to spiritually realign your life back to Christ. It is to spiritually realign your life back to Christ, which produces spiritual strength. Psalms 23, 2 and 3a says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Now, sometimes you, many of us often read, he restores my soul, but you look over, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. There's no restoration until you lie down, until you get still. He puts you beside still water, beside calmness and tranquility. He settles you down. Then he restores your soul. There are times that the Lord has to make us be still and lie down so that he can rest us and restore our soul. And believe me, he has unique ways of making you be still. I never will forget just a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, my wife and I said, let's go to a state we've not gone to, a couple of states. So I said, where, I said, where shall we go? So we concluded, we decided to go to um, uh, South Dakota and Minnesota. We had never gone to those states. I like going to states I've not gone to, and she does too. So the first portion of the trip, we went to South Dakota. We wanted to see Mount Rushmore and all the things, and we just couldn't wait, and we landed there. And uh, it, it, it was 
cold. It was at least when was it? It was like the last week in May leading up to Memorial Day. So I thought winter was gone, you know. And um, I said, I thought we were behind all that. So so we went and got in and checked in and all of that. And all of a sudden it started snowing. And it snowed and the temperature started dropping and dropping and snow coming up and dropping and the cold and the frigid. T- I said, this is the last week. This is um, this is the last week in May. This is not January 5th. And the people started apologizing to us because they say this is very unseasonable. Everything, every attraction we wanted to go to shut down. We couldn't go to Rock Mount Rushmore. They had all other kinds of things to do. It was just, it's a beautiful place. Everything, just to walk a block to the, to the store was just, you could only be out there just a few minutes. We ended up frequenting this little restaurant just across the street from the hotel. The whole week we were shut up in that hotel and didn't make one event. Now we had paid a ticket, all the planning, Got there and shut in at that hotel a whole week in a blizzard, snow, ice, cold. He maketh me to lie down in white pastures. <laughs> we couldn't do a thing but just rest, relax, read, enjoy one another. Enjoy. And we end up leaving. And didn't see one thing. So we got to go back. <laughs> got to go back. Now, it did change. By the time we got to Minnesota, it, you know, it was better there. <laughs> we got to Minnesota. But that was amazing. But it was fascinating. Because I, I was, we were expecting to do a lot. And all those things. But God knows how to, he knows how to make us rest. I guess, we, I guess he just said, no, you're not. No, you're not. He put us there and we could not get out. So don't let God have, don't let him have to make you to lie down. D, if we do not trust the Lord to strengthen us, then we will look for worthless, cheap substitutes. If we do not trust the Lord to strengthen us, then we will look for worthless, cheap substitutes, which gives a false sense of security and weaken us. I said again, If we do not trust the Lord to strengthen us, then we will look for worthless, cheap substitutes, which gives a false sense of security and weaken us. Ephesians 610 says, finally, be strengthened or be strong by the Lord and by his vast strength. When you cannot be still and rest in the Lord, you will not have sufficient spiritual strength to deal with the issues of life. Also, listening to those who teach and preach a weak gospel. Those who preach anemic gospels. I mean, listen, you will get up, put your clothes on, come here and, and, and sit in the midst of the worship service in, in the sanctuary and hear a weak gospel, an anemic gospel, a in many pulpits today is a liberal gospel, a soft gospel, a watered down gospel. There are messages that are that do, does not convict the lost because Jesus is nowhere in it. No cross in it. No blood in it. You need spiritual meat to grow spiritually strong. 
to be spiritually mature and effective through the challenges of life. You cannot grow up spiritually on a positive thinking message, self-help messages, messages of prosperity, Afrocentric gospel, political gospel, feel-good gospel, legalistic gospel, an emotional gospel. You just come and you shout and you say, well, what did he preach about? I don't know, but it sure was good. <laughs> it was good. Ooh, it should have been there. You talk about everybody that shouted, but you didn't learn nothing. If, if all you're doing is getting a shout on, well, you, the, the, the devil knows how to shout. E, you are, you are destined to be weak if you fail to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You are destined to be weak if you fail to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2a says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus is to keep your eyes ever so fixed on him. Keep it fixed on Jesus, not the stock market, not the crime, not the virus. Some of y'all know all the stats on the virus and you don't know the books of the Bible. And the Lord will bring everything into spiritual perspective as you keep your eyes fixed on him where you can see ever so clearly in a dark, satanic, confused, subliminal and deceptive world. I believe so many saints succumb to Satan's strategy of getting them to look at all the ills of our society. Everything that's wrong, that's what you look at until you become spiritually weak and disheartened, which results in a decrease in your spiritual strength. Therefore, according to Hebrews 12, 2a, keep on looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, which is to keep your eyes ever so fixed on him. Number four, being still before the Lord renews our passion for him. Being still before the Lord renews our passion for him. To have passion is to boil. We need saints who are boiling for God, who are on fire for God. A passionate saint is one who is excited about God, who is sold out for Christ. A passionate saint is one who is deeply committed to Christ. So many saints have become complacent. So many Christians have become lukewarm. They've slowed down and have just stopped serving while others are in spiritual regression, God desires that we have a renewed passion to serve him by giving him the best of our service this year. The Lord did not bring you into this year to do less, but to give him your best. He wants to renew your passion. Number five, being still is so valuable because it helps us to disconnect from the busyness of life and transition into stillness. Being still is so valuable because it helps us to disconnect from the busyness of life and transition into stillness. In Mark 631, it says, then because so many people were coming and going that they, the disciples in Jesus, did not even have a chance to eat. Now, you know, that's busy. He said to the disciples, come with me. And that's what being still is about. Come get along with Jesus. And you know what being still is about? Come with me. It's, it, and then it's, then come, then I like that. Let's break this down. By yourselves. By yourselves. Don't bring the dog. Don't bring the cat. Don't, don't bring people. Come with me. Let's break this, let's send this down. By yourself. Underline that. Then when you get by yourself, to a quiet place. And get some rest. 
If we activate this verse right here, there will be tranquility, calmness, peace. When you come get with the Lord by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Look at all that's in one sense. It's exciting. Now, some of y'all read about, oh, I got through with this chapter. And you missed this verse. And if this were glad, some of you saying this, I ain't never seen that before. It's because you're not in the word enough. Slow your reading down. Slow down. Beloved, if Jesus knew the value of disconnecting for the purpose of being quiet and getting rest, then what about you? Jesus told his disciples to come with me by yourselves to, to a quiet place and get some rest. Some Christians get away from the routines of life and spend a day in a hotel. Some people go to get away. They go to a park or they go to some cabin in the woods. Some go to a bed and breakfast to have a retreat with God. Uh, some go to retreat sites to purposefully get themselves still before the Lord. I had some of the guys uh, early morning a few weeks ago. Uh, they were proofing. I said, can, what, can you name some places? I need some other ideas. Can you name some other places people can go and just be still and, and be quiet before the Lord? And I'm not going to call his name. But um, he's sitting in here, by the way. But, but uh, so, so, so he said, oh, pastor, I know, I know, I know. I said, well, what? He said, they can go to the beach. I said, now, the scripture says be still and know, not be still and watch. <laughs> you can look at all them bikinis and all the little stuff and all the guys. I said, how are you going to be still and know? And he just said, he said, oh, please don't call my name. I said, I'm not going to call your name. I said, don't be still. He said, be still and watch. Be still and know. You know, you're going to be on the beach. You need to put those things on. You know what those black things you put over your eyes when you're, you're sleeping on the plane? I don't know what they're called, but you put them over your eyes because you don't want to be disturbed. You have to have something like that on when you're at the beach because, you know, those, those folk out there are half naked. Now, how are you going to do meditation out there on the beach? Your wife going to clobber you across your head. We laughed a while. <laughs> you, uh, number six. <laughs> the peace of God comes. From being still in the presence of God. The peace of God comes from being still in the presence of God. What is peace? The peace of God comes from being still in the presence of God. What is peace? Peace is inner tranquility. It is, it is inner calmness. Peace is inner contentment. There is no genuine peace apart from the Prince of Peace. There is no genuine peace apart from the Prince of Peace. Now, some of y'all been so agitated, so disturbed, so unsettled, so out of it. It's a wonder you are even living because your mind is just out there. Let me reel you back in. And give you a perspective on peace. How many of you can use some more peace in your life? Now, now you just raise your hand about spiritual strength. Now, if you get spiritual strength coupled with spiritual peace, ooh, you ready to go on a journey and adventure with God like never before. How do we receive God's peace? How do we receive God's peace? Then I'll be done. Ask the Lord to come into your heart so that you can receive his peace. Ask the Lord to come into your heart 
so you can receive his peace. Romans 5 and 1 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. He alone, the Prince of Peace, will give you peace. Peace doesn't come from more money. A lot of folks got a lot of money, don't have peace. A big house, four dogs, and five cats. That doesn't give you peace. That doesn't give you peace. Having a whole lot of folk in your life, that doesn't give you peace. That doesn't give you peace. Running here and there and everywhere, every concert, every show, uh, all the movies and videos. And, and every time you look at one video, one show, one movie, then there's another movie and another movie. And here's a four o'clock in the morning. You just got movies running. And you still don't have peace and just as empty. Only Jesus gives peace. Only Jesus gives peace. B, practicing what you have learned in scriptures ushers in peace. I hope in the name of Jesus you write this down. Practicing what you have learned in scripture ushers in peace. Philippians 4, 9 says, keep putting into practice. Look at that. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, you do. And the God of peace will be with you. Beloved, peace comes as you put into practice. Say put into practice. Okay, peace comes as you what? Put. Peace comes as you what? All you have learned and received from the Lord. Now you can sit here, some of you are in bad shape spiritually. You need to go to the spiritual ICU because you, because you don't put the word of God into practice. You read it, you close it up, wait till next week, get the next message, close it up, go to next week and you close that up and you don't live by three of the principles that's been dispensed to you. You don't put anything in practice. That's why you're still in bad shape. That's why you can barely make it. That's why you messed up spiritually. Now, listen, listen to me good. Unapplied. Say unapplied. When this time you said unapplied. Unapplied truth leaves you lacking peace. Huh. Unapplied truth leaves you lacking peace. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.